I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. On this episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's smartest hip-hop podcast, we're talking mental fitness. No, not a debate about current presidential candidates, but how a subset of hip-hop can help enhance linguistic skills, mental acuity, and self-confidence from the streets to the corporate boardroom. It's the art and science of freestyle rap with artist and instructor David B.S. Bradshaw. My name is Manny Faces. Let's go. The thing about hip-hop uh, today is it's smart. It's insightful. The, the way that they can communicate uh, a complex message in a very short space is, is remarkable. And a lot of these kids, they're not going to be reading the New York Times. That's not how they're getting their information. So hip hop didn't invent anything, but hip hop reinvented everything. All right, y'all, let's pretend this isn't a hip hop oriented podcast. If I told you that I knew about an activity that anyone could participate in, young to old, corporate to entrepreneurial, creative types to analytical types, high school educated up to PhDs, and that this activity could help enhance their communication skills, their ability to think on their feet, to quickly adapt to changing circumstances, to become a better talker, a better listener, a better learner, a better teacher, a better collaborator, a better human. Would that sound amazing? And what if, at the same time, it sounded amazing? In this instance, I'm speaking about freestyle rap. Now, even in the context of rap, the word freestyle can mean many different things to many people, and can even be more confusing to folks unfamiliar with hip-hop vernacular. Uh, though the attention that Lin-Manuel Miranda and Freestyle Love Supreme is brought to the zeitgeist might be helping. Uh, but for the record, here... We're talking about impromptu, off-the-top-of-the-head, spontaneous creation and delivery of words, sentences, and phrases rhythmically aligned to a beat, whether recorded, similarly being created on the spot, or in some cases, only heard internally. Now, let me be clear, some of the most brilliant minds I've ever come across in my life have been freestyle rap artists, and I'm happy to evangelize this to anyone who might be skeptical. But those who know, know. And one of those practitioners, David B.S. Bradshaw, has not only excelled at this incredibly creative and exciting subset of rap, but has developed an astounding assortment of initiatives that take this art form and its associated skill sets 
to the next level. Now, you might expect to hear things like workshops, skill building, exercises, and micro skills, and orientations for improv acting classes, public speaking, or business coaching programs. But these are some of the ways in which BS is proving that the art and science of freestyle rap can help anyone advance their communication skills just as much as any of those tried and true practices. Throw in a game show, and as he likes to say, he might be the only BS you could trust. Let's get into what all this means as we take a nuanced, intellectual, but still really, really dope look at human communication and connection through the lens of freestyle rap. And perhaps the best way for me to introduce BS is like this, in a clip from a competition-based event series that's been taking place in New York City for almost 20 years, as well as in spin-off incarnations in several other countries, and now digitally. Here's Corey James Gray, formerly known as Ill Spoken, instructing BS about the challenge at hand on a recent online iteration of Freestyle Mondays. To 45 seconds. Once you speak it to the mic, BS, kick that game to Jesse. Tell her why she should be with you and not Lex Russ. Let's go. Yo, Jesse, it's not like Lex ain't enough, but I think right now you want something that ain't quite as tough. She can give you some, but I can give you more. Ella no habla el idioma del amor, huh? Honestly, we can do it. No drama. Nosotros podemos irnos directo a la Havana. We can do that. Hey, you know how I maneuver. I checked your IG story. I know how much you like Cuba. Hey, yo soy mitad cubano. That's half of me. And uh, we can dip out right after battling. Hey, you really dope, producer Jesse. There's a B and an S inside of blessing. We can put those together. Kick it straight from the start. Honestly, I'm Latin, so we got the sparks. B.S. My man, my mellow. I have known you for a long time. I've watched you as a performer in and around New York City. You've been part of duos, groups, uh, Dollar Coffee, uh, Brain Space. You've been a solo artist. Just to give folks an idea, how long have you been performing and putting out music on a, I won't say professional level. We don't always get paid. The indie uh, music struggle is real. Uh, but more than a hobby. How long have you been doing this? Damn. Uh, I- like over a decade i and facebook let me know that the dollar coffee album came out around this time in 2011 so okay put out like some eps before that little like little like mixtape thing and then collaborative stuff prior to that as well so yeah, it's about a decade okay all right so not not new to this we're not we're not interviewing new jacks now i'm not exactly sure where i might have crossed paths with you first i was covering the new york hip-hop scene uh, as part of uh, my publication birthplace magazine and my first podcast uh, the new york hip-hop report i'm sure it was along uh, the same time frame probably at an iteration of freestyle mondays if i had to guess uh for those who don't know freestyle mondays a very long-running uh, new york city event series that is sort of a freestyle battle uh game show contestants will uh, battle each other uh, rapping on topics that are pulled from a hat essentially a live band an amazing audience an amazing host shouts to ill spoken for running it all these years so you were definitely there you have an affinity for the freestyle aspect of the art form of rap oh i love it i love it live for it <laughs> now for those who don't know uh, the term freestyle has you know had some controversy over the years, whether it's actually sort of an impromptu kind of off the top of the head rhyming or a, a verse that has no particular theme, as some of the uh, some of the greats have, have called it. 
Uh, right now, we're talking about the off the top of the head impromptu thing. How do you describe freestyle rap? Someone who doesn't really know rap or isn't really tuned in, how do you explain the difference between freestyle rap and, you know, I guess, memorized or uh, recited rap? I, well, I think of like freestyle like off the head versus like an industry freestyle. Um, I think you described it really well, Manny. Um, the industry freestyle is like kind of a verse without a home and it kind of just goes on a place and it lives there. And I think it's interesting now how sometimes some of those verses end up on people's songs, which is cool. That's it. If it's a, if it's dope, it's dope off the head. It's like, you're, you're making it up on the spot. It's, it's extemporaneous content. You're, you're improving. It's almost like, like a written piece is almost like you're painting something, right? Like there's, you got broad strokes, fine strokes and degree of planning in your composition versus mm. uh, like an off the head freestyle is kind of like a Polaroid of like a corner of an emotion within a shared moment. Wow, okay, that that is one uh, vivid way to portray it. That makes a lot of sense. What I love about freestyle is obviously a true freestyle. Even though I'm sure freestyle artists probably incorporate some, you know, come back to certain things in their performances, but for the most part, it's a very once in an eternity moment. If someone's freestyling a line, they've rapped it once. They're never going to rap it again. It's never going to be rapped the same way. It's a truly once in a lifetime experience. So when you have someone who's capable at this, and we can all kind of freestyle if we had to try, but if you find people that are really artisans of the craft, uh, it's quite an enjoyable performance. And it's also something that you won't see ever again in some ways. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's, it's a lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Very nice. Every freestyler is a rapper, I think, uh, for the most part, but not every rapper is a freestyler. Not every rapper can do this or chooses to do this. How did freestyling, this impromptu aspect of the art form, how did that become one of your things? It's been an aspect of my life for a really long time now. Um, if I had to guess, there was a moment, like a high school moment, where I didn't rhyme at the time. I was a later blooming creative, uh, but I had somebody who was like, like, ah, rap, I'm going to battle you, like lunch table style. <laughs> and I just, I served this kid up like, and just, you know, it, it was like a, almost like a, like a, like a four bar and done kind of situation, you know, <laughs> right. like a real, boom. a real drop the mic moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My friends were just yeah. like, you did the, what? All right, cool. And, and kind of like, like kept it moving. Um, once I think I started, uh, really, uh, diving into the craft of hip hop and, and writing, um, it really came with Freestyle Mondays. I mean, I was 19 with my cousin's ID sneaking into Freestyle Mondays because I was an angry youth who wanted like a, a safe place to kind of like go off. And, and a battle is a, you know, like you are either consenting parties. The, the stakes are clear. Everyone knows what you're there for. Sure. And it's a very, fr it's a welcoming, friendly, familial kind of battle situation. Freestyle for Mondays sure. For part. sure. For sure. I think it was a little, uh, a little harsher back then. True. But I mean, everything built to that. Like Freestyle Mondays was still weekly at that point. And then you had the top of the month, you had the battle and like it expanded. And then I met Gray Matter. Mm -hmm. who put me on to uh, Def Clone Bug Out Sessions, which is kind of the precursor to legendary ciphers in Union Square. Right. And then it was like, oh, you can build with people like this and you can play games and, and you can, like, it doesn't need to be, like, angry or, like, coming at somebody. <laughs> confrontational. Right, right, right. So a communal kind of uh, free You talk about that and lead that into that, community if someone doesn't understand and i guess new york is just a great place for this i i don't know quite how how thick it is in other other ways but there's literally a culture of freestyle artists all through new york city 
And you mentioned a couple of the spots. Of course, Legendary Ciphers, a long-running weekly show of lyrical force right outside the subway station at Union Square Park for for many years through the summer, where tens of thousands of passerby have stopped and witnessed uh, freestylers in a cipher, in a circle, doing their thing for hours, all passing the baton. And that's just one uh, snapshot of the kind of circuit there's like a freestyle circuit. Explain New York City freestyle scene to people. <laughs> so I was, I was really blessed, I think, to fall into it at a time when it was really thriving. So when I was still cutting my teeth, I mean, Freestyle Mondays, you know, long, like you mentioned, longstanding hip-hop institution in New York City. EO Dub has had freestyle components in their MC challenges. End of the week, um, yeah, yeah. Hip-hop Subway Series was a thing at the time still. So, you know, shout out to, to King Luck. And and gray matter, you know, we jump on the trains and like guerrilla style, like take over a car and, you know, no amplified sound, no asking for money and just like have a party on the train. <laughs> That's true. I've seen it. It's amazing. Yo, for people who are on the subway, who are on this train right now, sorry to interrupt, but we're here. This is the hip hop subway series. We just want you to have a good time. We don't want to have your money. We don't want none of that. We just want to rock. Enjoy yourselves. Let's take it there. there. Yeah. All right, check it. We here to have fun, and that's a good look. Don't steal your money, won't steal your books. We taking you to school, we break full. You know how we do it, having fun, that's the golden rule. Oh, so check it out, it's the camera. Spin around the back, flick like that name was camera. It was it was it was crazy. Um, from there, like all the ciphers in the park. Like, I, I remember there was a, a probably like a half decade span in my life where all of my friends were artists and like hip hop people, and I would half jokingly, but not jokingly at all, be like, I wonder what like the, the, the what the human friends are doing right now. What, <laughs> what do like regular people do? Because all we do is this, and it's amazing. I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm. I feel like some of these, the, you know, like the city and like anything, the, their ebbs and flows and things kind of morph and shift. But right now it's cool to see like a lot of freestylers um, or more freestylers, like some new blood kind of pumping in. Uh, like Freestyle Mondays, still an institution. EO Dub, still an institution. Now there's Legendary in the park, which is awesome. Um, and it's been ill to, to watch like a lot of like improvisers and like improv people and hip hop improvisers kind of come into the culture also. Um, Supreme and, Bars, so I wanted to shout Supreme out. Bar, of course, yeah, yeah. shout out to Roberto and Supreme Bars. It's been really ill to watch these different, I guess circuit is the best way to describe it. These yeah. like different like hubs along this New York City circuit right. and now go digital. So now it's not just limited to New York City and, and physical presence. So it's, it's ill to watch all of that grow and expand. It's cool to watch things like, uh, like Freestyle Love Supreme has their like academy and it's dope to watch that like pull people in who otherwise wouldn't have an entry point into the culture yeah. um, and into the craft itself and like watch folks start by like just exploring themselves and, and their own stories and then build themselves and like those muscles strong enough where they could come into like a, a cipher and like, a, a, like the more traditional aspects that, that we have come up on, you know? I feel like I came in, it was really big. Yeah. Then it kind of started to shrink down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like it's starting to grow again, which is which is amazing. And I think part of the reason why you mentioned Freestyle Love Supreme, I want to talk about that uh, in a minute. As as with other things from the, uh, the mind of Lin-Manuel Miranda, with Hamilton, for instance, there was definitely hip-hop theater before Hamilton and, and after. It doesn't begin and end with Hamilton, although it's, a, I think, a, a really fine representation of, of the intersection. 
Uh, same thing with Freestyle Love Supreme and freestyling as a whole. Some people are now just finding out that this is a thing. And obviously, it's been a thing for some time. Uh, but you mentioned something interesting and something I wanted to ask you about, which is it, it was big. It was kind of a wild, wild east, you know, at least in New York, you know, big, big scene. It shrunk a little bit. Now it's coming back and, and sort of revitalized because of things like Freestyle Love Supreme. And also you found some ways to sort of, instit- I don't want to say institutionalize, but bring under a roof sort of the idea, the art of freestyle rhyming, uh, workshops, you know, teaching. So explain to me what your freestyle fitness initiative looks like and, and, and answer, can, can freestyling be taught? Uh, I taught myself how to freestyle. There, were, there, was, there was once a point in time where I couldn't string three words together. Okay. I'm really glad that there weren't smartphones for my like first probably year or two jumping into freestyle Mondays. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing on the record. <laughs> you know, it, it, no archives for the for the documentary. <laughs> I, I think it was more guts than substance. You know what I mean? But yeah. but all all important variables. Um, sure. So so freestyle fitness. Um, I like the initiative. I've never I've never thought of that word to describe it, but that's really fitting. I do I I do words. You you word well. <laughs> So freestyle fitness, um, I started doing freestyle fitness uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, We did the first one January 2019. And I have a really diverse craft, but then also like education experience, formal classroom teaching experience. I've been teaching people how to write raps, beatbox, freestyle for a long time, whether in a volunteer capacity or a a more formal capacity. My life path has been very nonlinear. I've been working with nonprofits at that point. I've been working with with other entities, done corporate gigs, recording artist work, kind of the the whole like, oh, you do words. Here's all the stuff that you can do with words. And I felt like I saw things kind of differently than a lot of people or or, or institutions. And I wanted to create a space for myself to to take that that very nonlinear experience and the my favorite and most fun parts of my come up and put them together with like a lesson plan. Mm. Um, and find ways of structuring and sequencing an experience where it's, it's really like a workout. My, my favorite saying, you know, practice makes progress. Mm. Perfection is a lie. And even if it was real, it would be boring. It would be predictable <laughs> and nobody would like it. Right. Um, progress, on the other hand, is something that can be celebrated from a leap to baby step. It, it's, it's crucial and, and ongoing and, and perpetual, right? Yeah. Perpetual. And, I know where I was in 2009, 2010. I know where I was 2015, 2016. I know where I'm at now. And if it weren't for all of those practice hours and all of that lifting, it would be a very different ex- experience for me now. So I wanted to find a way to, to share that with people, to give people, uh, I don't know, freestyle has taught me enhanced self-awareness, enhanced communication, being in a maybe a formal office meeting and being asked a question and being able to produce an immediate answer without having to think. The merits of, of freestyle have been blessings in my life, and I want to find a way to share that with other people in a way that boosts senses of self-empowerment, self-efficacy. You know, public speaking is like one of the highest charting fears for folks, and here you are sharing and doing it in rhyme form, in a rhythm, and if you're truly freestyling and you're blacking out, like, your truth is going to come out, regardless of what it is or where it is, and it's good to have a handle on that and, and know how to embrace and accept those things about yourself and be able to do it in front of people. Um, it's been a, a huge thing for me. So I, I look at it as a, you have like two parts, right? For me, there's, there's an, almost like an aerobic component where you're kind of just running around. 
And that's like your expressive, feely part of the freestyle, where you're basically just running around naked. And you need to get comfortable, exposed like that. I've done uh, improv acting classes. Very silly, goofy, just take a step out of your comfort zone. Let's go. Right. And just go for it and just put it out there. And I think once one can get comfortable in that, start to get comfortable in that space, then you can go to the lifting components where you can start isolating muscles and techniques. Interesting. And the more... The more that you have activities or exercises, like modifiable, scalable ones, right? Because not everyone's going to come in at the same entry level, so to speak, but everyone should be welcome. So to create activities that can handle no variables to as many variables as a participant can that focuses on a like macro or micro skill. So like, let's say like you would have rhythmic exercises or exercises uh, like rhyme ones where you're doing multis or maybe you're just focusing on slant rhymes or any, any combination of those things. And then for me, I'm a, I believe that the sweet spot is where you've exercised those weightlifting muscles enough and are comfortable enough in the naked expressive place that at second you start, you open your mouth and you just go to this expressive place. You start doing some of those techniques with a degree of automaticity while you're expressing because mm. you could be super technical and that's dope, but you're only going to impress a bunch of rappers. Right. Like it, it, it's not going to be felt, you know, it'll right. be heard, it'll be respected, but it won't be felt. Whereas you could be somebody who maybe is less technically proficient, but you taking that bleeding heart and putting it on the table, that truth telling and that vulnerability and that the vibe and the energy from that is going to translate. So if you can do both at the same time, right. I think I, I believe that's the sweet spot for freestyle. Do something that the, the, the craft practitioner, the rapper, the MC is going to respect, but the human is going to feel. Mm, that's really interesting. As I've seen younger freestylers come up in the game, and, and you kind of touched on this yourself, sometimes very raw, emotionally, have that authenticity, that honesty, that vulnerability very early on, but, you know, stutter and, and can't quite keep up and stay on beat and, and they get caught a lot and, oh, never mind, pass it along because they haven't sort of mastered the technical uh, aspect of it, whereas there are others who maybe... Uh, studied it and, 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 and before they opened their mouth to try it, they were fans of the genre. So they know how to do it. They just don't know how to do it. <laughs> Practice makes progress. I like it. <laughs> now, again, I like, you know, I, I don't want any hip hop fans listening to this show. I do, of course. But I, what I want is people who aren't that familiar with hip hop music and culture to understand this, this really, targeted aspects of the music and culture right that we're talking about it's not small it's a it's a nuance it's an area it's a faction uh it's very large it's you know freestyle obviously the sub art form is celebrated throughout the world just as much as any other part of rap it is very much a part of of hip-hop music and culture but i want people who aren't that familiar with all this to understand first of all that this thing exists which we've told them how deep it can get you answered the question that was going to ask of course all the things that freestyle can teach you uh, that has nothing to do with rap. And you mentioned self-empowerment and, you know, quick wit, you know, thinking and uh, being comfortable speaking in front of peers. I like to say that every rap artist or every wannabe rapper that never made it to superstardom is still a better communicator because of it. You know what I mean? So yes, in, in jobs, in dealing with relationships and whatever it is you do in life, it's okay to have been a, I don't want to say a failed rapper. It's okay to have been a hobbyist rapper or a, you know, or a semi pro. You know what I mean? When you go into life and you still have a lot of those skills uh, and freestyle teaches all that. That being said, who is this program, this initiative uh, good for? 
it could be for fans of the genre for sure. They want to get better at rhyming. They want, they think it's fun. It is fun. This whole thing could be fun, but you mentioned something. And I think that, I don't know if you've incorporated these two things, you know, corporate settings and, but have you trained or, or what is the uh, potential for people who are not into hip, are not trying to be stars, rappers, not trying to go on a block, not trying to go to Union Square Park. They're just trying to become better public speakers. Mm-hmm. Tell me why this program is good for them, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we're freestyling, we're, we're truth telling. We can be in these raw, vulnerable places and we're expressing in a public manner out loud. And I think there are several variables in that form of expression. And when you start to strip and peel those away, in my experience and the experience of a lot of the folks that I've worked with, it prepares you for these more uh, normalized speaking and presenting settings. Like you're facilitating mm. already. You are commanding and shaping energy in a space. And if you're used to doing it with this... Uh, rhythm weight in your back uh, like this rhyme weight on your back this right. this potential judgment the constraints all of that and yeah. then you remove them yeah all of a sudden you're moving freely it's another mm. kind of aspect like freestyle fitness is like originally i wanted to make people uh rhyme so much that they felt like their brains were leaking out of their noses by the end of a session you know it, 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 it depends uh, that's, and that's not what everybody wants um but 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 if you can do that and then you t- you strip those constraints away and you move back to like an office setting or um i work with some restorative justice or programs teachers or oh teachers especially um if you can kick it in a cipher and impress a, a room of hard-nosed new york mcs then the boardroom <laughs> would be just fine wow that's facts i like it Please tell me briefly before I ask you a couple more questions and we wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought it up and I, I forgot to bring it up myself. So I'm glad you did. Your restorative justice work, as you know, I am very active in the worlds of intersecting hip hop with social justice, social justice journalism, the Newsbeat podcast that I produce and work on. So I love when we can find hip hop minded ways to attack some of society's ills. You've done some work, as you mentioned, in restorative justice. Explain uh, very briefly what that concept is and how you have brought the arts into that, that vibe. Sure thing. Sure thing. So I've been blessed to be in spaces where we work with youth in the system. So mostly teenagers, often gang affiliated. um, And as part of like a court mandated program, I am amongst other groups and sessions that they have to attend with their case managers. They will come and work on music with me where I focus on like social and emotional kind of learning and development and like create a space for for folks who may be super talented, but don't have as much familiarity accessing those emotional, vulnerable, feely places and just encourage them and just show them different options of what they can do with the craft. And not even so much as like, a, don't worry, you can be a rapper and your right. life will be fine. Like, but just like, hey, here again, like we were talking about, here are a bunch of tools yeah, and do what you will with those tools. But I believe that they will help you help you. Got it. And if nothing else, become more aware of what you're feeling and what you feel you need to do about it and create a container for the feelings and the things that one can't carry 24 hours a day. Interesting. You know, we're especially right now where, you know, the world's kind of a dumpster fire and there's there are a lot of things to feel strongly about happening. And uh, I don't I don't know about everyone or everyone listening, but for me in particular, 
I, I, I'm a Pisces male. I feel everything, everything. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't walk around with that all day. And so that's one of those things I try to like, like talk about benefits of, of the craft. I mean, writing also, but, but freestyling too, like to create a container to put those things in, to be able to then objectively later have space and maybe reevaluate and assess those things is a really critical component for, for my mental health and I think for certain types of people, really helpful for just staying staying level with oneself. You're really upset, cool, rap about it. Right. Like, feel awesome. Okay, capture it, rap about it. Right. Um, feeling really confused, rap about it. Maybe don't look at it for a couple of days and then come back to it and then mm. see how you feel or see what else like that stirs up within you. Right, right. So it's, it's been a blessing and a privilege to work with some really talented and incredible youth who haven't really had exposure to that sort of thing. And, and a lot of them can rap really dope. Like they're, they've, sure. they've got the narrative, they've got the voice and the presence and some of the technique down, but they're still figuring out who they are and, and what their place is in the world. And um, my, my hope, my intention is to be able to provide tools to like illuminate those things. Like I can't tell them what that is for them, right? That's, right. Not, my, that's not my job. Right, and right. Just facilitate, I'm not like a dentist. you say. I'm not, right, right. <laughs> I'm not in the business of pulling teeth. But like maybe I can line some things up to help like those old uh, those old computer video games, uh, Starcraft or whatever. Where you had the little map in the corner and it starts off with this little illuminated area and then everything else is, is black. And as you move out of your illuminated area, another illuminated area like lights up. Right. My hope is to, to do that for folks who could really use it. And you've seen it work, I'm sure. You have, you've seen the receipts from the programs. Uh, it's nothing new. I mean, how, you know, we were taught when we were younger, we didn't have rap in school or, or in counseling sessions, but we were taught to write out our feelings, write a essay, write a poem. Uh, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? About how you feel. They're not, I'm going to be a poet laureate, but this is something they would always tell you to do. This is just an extension of that using obviously the language and ethos of young people today. So it's an extension of that. It's, it's good work, especially with that uh, social justice lens. Uh, the restorative justice program. I will plug. We have a really good episode of Newsbeat uh, that incorporates the idea of restorative justice, what that really means on a grander scale, the ins and outs of it with some great experts and some hip hop in that episode. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes of this uh, of this episode. So thank you for that work as well. I guess before we wrap, two more things that I, I want to ask you. Uh, one about your newest endeavor, the Props Show. Please tell me about <laughs> this uh, this uh, unholy idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm really really excited about props. So, props started as this really wacky idea, probably around 2016. There's a PowerPoint file on my computer that says "last modified May 2017," nice. and I know that was like a V2 or like a V3. So let's say 2016. I felt like this was like kind of a point where like that freestyle circuit was a little bit less visible. Okay. And so like I grabbed some really awesome freestyle homies and we started just hanging out with the intention of, of pushing our freestyles and giving each other just different games and challenges to work through. So I was kicking it with um, Anna Diorio, um, Sir Nate, Hilla the Killa, Seth Hirsch, and we would just like hang out. And then I had this crazy idea to do a Jeopardy style game, but kind of taking these ideas of length, technique, and content and putting them together the initial incarnation of props was like me in like a blazer with a bunch of post-its in the background in <laughs> anna's then kitchen <laughs> freestyle fitness happened afterward and then i realized like man i don't so a lot of the mcs who are capable of playing the games that i want to play either aren't interested in playing them which is totally fine 
or they are interested and don't necessarily have the, they, they can't put that weight up yet. You know, like, like they're still progressing. Yeah. So I realized after freestyle fitness that like, Oh, I have like a whole community of people now who are kind of seeing things in a way similar to me. It's like, Oh, I can make props is basically freestyle fitness, the game. Uh. I, I also thought like, how can I make, can I make something that would, uh, I want to see my OGs who are now hosting and doing other things and are uh, boss. Oh my God. Freestylers, you know, like right. your, your, your ill-spokens, Corey, James gray, Rabbi dark side, like just, just unbelievable next level freestylers. And like, can I create something that would make them want to play and step in front? So props is uh, a, a jeopardy based game. We had our first, our pilot episode, August 1st. Uh, our second episode is going to be uh, Saturday, September 5th. And it was, it was insane. Uh, now with the theaters closed, the music venues closed, it felt like the right time to just go for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed to uh, my, my collaborator on the project, uh, my technical director and co-executive producer, Dr. Polly, who, again, if it weren't for lockdown and the pandemic, this wouldn't be a thing. Dr. Polly and I have yet to meet in the physical space. Dr. Polly's in Philly. And they have been really uh, pivotal in taking this idea, helping dress it up and add a little bit more to the presentation of it. Next thing I know, it's like, oh, we're, we're making an internet TV show. Whoa, cool. <laughs> um, let's see, our, our first uh, set of contestants, we had a uh, young niece from Freestyle of Supreme, Rabbi Darkside and Lex Rush. It was an incredible show. It's like somebody described it in the chat as um, Freestyle Rap American Ninja Warrior. Um, and and it it was amazing to watch people navigate and and crush this zany rap obstacle course that, that I created with things from just like, okay, what's, what would be really fun to watch to like, what is the most like insane, I don't know if I could do it. Let's just go for it. Kind of ideas that I could come up with. Um, let's, let's, let's go back to something, uh, concrete. Uh, and I think uh, we can go for geography for 500. Road trip with your homies. Road trip. You got to call out your rhyme pattern. So let us know. Like you can choose whatever you want, but you have to call it before you spit. Include three stops. I see see someone in the chat suggesting a limerick. I would not advise choosing a limerick. I'm on my way. (laughs) Oh, uh, Okay, I'll 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 take it from the chat. Give me the limerick. Let's go. Let's let's call Whoa. it limerick. That's, that's, if that's just a style. It's less a rhyme style and more a, a poetic form. But if that's cool with the judges, let's go limerick. Would you mind breaking that down real quick so we know what to expect? Right. I'll do it before I am finished. So let me just model a limerick. I'll sit in my seat while I rip on a beat, and when I'm done, I'll do the dishes. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a trap limerick. I see, I see. Okay, we setting out here on a road trip. It requires all of my focus. The car breaks down, we get around, we probably gonna have to boat it. But right now, we start in Brooklyn, where everything is out there looking. Good as it can be, we got the weed and the tree, so we are shooken. I don't know where we are going. Head east on our I-80, we flowing. We get to a river, but not cross the lake, so now we are out there just floating. 
Whoa, next place we go in the wonder rap. Had to transform into hovercrafts. This is the Great Lakes in Buffalo, where I'm from, so I know that enough of the stash is there. Back in the day, I would take road trips all on the way. It's a freeway and a stop. That was a limerick, and this is my shop. Whoa! Lake effects, no. Dude, the chat is going crazy. So we're, we're excited. We're going to do a five-episode season. So that'll take, you know, uh, August, September, October, November, uh, December. Yep. We'll probably pause for like a month or two and then jump back in. Nice. But it's it's been really wavy. Um, I just I just locked down the cast for episode two. So super, super stoked. Nice. Nice. On that. Young Niece, our returning champion from episode one. I haven't been able to share this with anybody yet, yet, Manny. And I don't know when people will be listening to this, but but you you got the first scoop. Okay. So we got a uh, young niece, our returning champion. We've got Jackson Whalen as our musical guest and judge number two. Um, our judge number one, our our one woman house band heirloom beats. And on the competitors panel, we got young niece Big Lou and Jadon Woodard. So it's that's been one of the oh my god one. I wrote this shit so I don't have to judge it, so nobody can come at me for anything. <laughs> and then. Two, I can put homies and like really amazing, not only people, but craft practitioners who wouldn't normally interact and get to rhyme to like feed off one another's energy and like be inspired by one another's, you know, people from like a more improv background or a theater background, folks with a more traditional emceeing background, people in between yeah. all the, the, the oddball art, oh, beautiful oddball artists and find a way to like put people on there, pay them and create something equitable and take a chunk of it and donate it to charity. So this season we're supporting the Equal Justice Initiative. Um, so shout out to the EJI. For uh, sure. Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter. We, we are overdue for some serious justice reform. And we felt like this was a really strong way to do it. I mean, it's it's right now it's a small growing platform, but I, I found myself saying like, it's I'm, I'm but one pebble, but make, maybe I can inspire somebody else to throw another pebble. And if we got enough pebbles, it turns into a rock slide and right on. hopefully create some super meaningful change out of that. But, you know, I feel like it's important to to do one's part, even if it's a tiny, tiny bit. I say all the time, you know, we talk about how uh, the arts and specifically hip hop can help affect change in the world. And and a lot of times we uh, get caught up in this idea that, you know, we're the celebrities and, you know, the puffy voter dies and the, you know, Jay-Z meek reform alliance and all that stuff is important. And it does what it does and, and, and possibly does more than we know because it doesn't get advertised, doesn't get uh, spoken about as much as the controversy behind WAP video. You know what I mean? All these other controversies that the entertainment business likes to uh, fester in. But I always say that the real power of hip hop activism, hip hop social justice initiatives is at the ground level, is grassroots, is small organizations uh, or small events like this, uh, because there really are very many uh, landslide, rock slides uh, worth of them. We don't know about them all. We don't all connect them all. Uh, if only there was a guy that did a podcast that would interview people that was doing these things. Uh, so we all, <laughs> so we all do our part. Uh, but I'm, uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you about this initiative. Obviously, you've done so many, you know, cool things. Uh, this is as cool, if not cooler than them all. And I'm glad that it's, uh, something you're getting into. I love the way that you actually approach the, this sector of hip hop art, freestyle art. You and some of the practitioners you, you mentioned, some of our friends, to be honest really take this seriously as 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 well they should but you know again sometimes it gets laughed off as 
the fed within the fed you know a very mm-hmm. uh flippant kind of thing uh it doesn't people don't recognize the depth i think you do a very excellent job of explaining it to this the audience here and do a very uh good job as a standard bearer for that part of the culture and i appreciate you for it thank you manny i, I appreciate you too and then thank you for your kind words i'm like oh you know how to make a guy feel special oh well real recognize real my friend so props will continue. We will send people to check it out. I look forward to uh, to seeing its uh, iterations uh, in the near future. Uh, so as an event organizer, that seems to be kind of your thing right now. Freestyle fitness still happening off and on or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's been weird because, you know, like like we were saying earlier, the, the world is kind of a dumpster fire. But sure. being in this position um, with lockdown, the pandemic, everything going digital, you know, like anything else, you know, you're forced to adapt and modify. and I, I, at one point I was like, dude, I really want to do freestyle fitness, but I, I can't put people together. Like, right. And it was a very kind of intimate, uh, uh, interactive kind of thing. It did lend itself to physical being, being together physically. Right, right. It was, it started as a monthly, that would be like a three or four hour adventure. You know, if you come in for the optional hour of beatboxing in the beginning to warm up, I'm a big fan of the beatbox agenda. Sometimes sounds express feelings better than words do. And a lot of people are like, I want to work on my flows. Well, then beatbox. You're right. doing things rhythmically without putting the weight of, of cognition or content over them. So you can get comfortable moving in different ways. Nice. So I'd have people start like that. And then we'd do three hours of cypher games, activities, drills in like this, this playhouse in the East Village. Um, but then, you know, pandemic, lockdown, quarantine, and all that happened. And then I realized like, oh, I could modify for Zoom. So I started doing four-week groups. I call them weeknight workouts. Mm-hmm. And so they're small groups. Um, as an educator, I'm a really big fan of small mixed group learning. So different ability levels all together, different perspectives all together, but cap them at like five people. And so I'll have groups that meet for an hour a week for four weeks. Um, and then I'll do, uh, I do Friday night drop-ins called Friday Fitness from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday. And then, you know, like the rappy hour is like the kind of like the secret back room, like <laughs> later on Fridays, you kind of got to get invited to that. Right. What's the password? What, what, what's the password? <laughs> um, weeknight workouts are continuing. Um, we're about to start another another round in, in two weeks. And then now I've been doing a thing where I do like a week of drop-ins, like sub-skill focused drop-ins. So we're going to be doing one that's going to be like a team adaptation of props, like for people who watch the show and want to try the old board and kind of see how they fare. Okay. Um, we're going to do another it's one. Like the, it's like the old uh, play at home version. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like in a, but in a team. Though. Yeah, so props, yeah, yeah. Props in its initial iteration is, you know, three contestants and they're bouncing around the game board. And then we have uh, for episode one, we had three judges and we're going to do something a little bit special for episode two. We're going to have two judges. And then the chat is going to be the, the tiebreaker if the judges can't oh, okay. agree amongst themselves, which will be really, really fun. Our chat was lit. <laughs> but uh, this will be like a team version where it's three on three. I'm going to assign the teams at random. And then each team is going to have to judge one another as they go back and forth. I think it's gonna be really fun. Super interactive. I love it. it it'll be great. Six people. Another one where pattern practice, we, I did that last month and it was a really great experience focusing on like control and where your word placement is, how you put your patterns, interline rhymes and activities and exercises geared towards improving those micro skills. And then another one called Brain Breakers, which is basically the hardest shit I could possibly think of. <laughs> um, and, and folks are just like, give me the Brain Breaker. So we're doing that and a, a rhyme refresher course for 
uh, beginners or for people who want to like shore up on some some like foundational basics of the freestyle craft. And then after that, we jump in right back into another set of of weeknight workouts. And it's 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 been an incredible incredible experience. I feel very blessed and privileged to be able to work with so many people, um, to build friendships with so many people through rhyme. I, I like to call it, I think of it as raw authenticity. You know, people are like being their raw, authentic selves and, and putting that out there. And that's something to, to be celebrated. And it feels uh, incredible to, to be a part of that for folks, to be inspired to do more of that myself. It's, it's how I've been paying my bills. So like shout out to every single person who's ever been to a freestyle fitness, who has ever been to a weeknight workout, a drop in. Um, every flow, syllable, word uttered <laughs> means more than you can imagine. And I'm, I'm blessed and to have you all in my life. And thank you for helping an artist support himself. It's, it's tough out here, especially for the arts. I've, I find myself in a weird sub niche that, I don't know, I would have never predicted. And I, I'm very grateful to, to be here. And I feel like we're just getting started. It's, it's, again, it's an amazing way to look at the craft. Uh, find ways to structure it, make it accessible, make it enjoyable, make it sustainable, which is important. Like you said, for you know, some of the best things that we've seen just haven't been able to, you know, hip hop related. Some of the best things that we've seen that, you know, really exemplify the greatness in the culture that they, they're not sustainable. They just don't get the the support. It sounds like you're working on on a way to uh, change that for the for the work that you do, which is great. Super, super important. I'm glad there's support. Uh, and of course, it shows that perhaps it's just the tip of the iceberg because, uh, you know, once you expand out, more people know about this, you will uh, very likely get more support. So that's great. Sustainability. Great thing. Hey, from your lips to God's ears. I hear that. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Again, the way that you approach this entire thing is so uh, well thought out, so uh, intelligent. Thank you again for helping me be able to make the claim that I have the smartest hip hop podcast in the world. I will end with this. Uh, the name of the podcast is Hip Hop Can Save America. Uh, and I often say that it's a lofty goal and we may need more than just hip hop, but I do believe that hip hop can uh, play a very good part. We touched upon it in this interview a little bit, all the things that you can actually get out of freestyling that don't have anything to do with hip hop, the art, you know, the culture. It's, you know, these other things. So now more holistically on a larger scale, sir, what are your thoughts when I ask, uh, why is it important? Uh, or what are the best reasons to consider hip-hop music and culture when looking for ways to truly improve lives and livelihoods and communities in this country? How can hip-hop save America? Hip-hop can save America by enhancing people's communication, by giving people extra faith in their own thoughts and ideas and helping them find the vocabulary to properly articulate them where they feel like they're expressing themselves genuinely and also their expressions are being received and acknowledged. Uh, one's truth inspires a different truth from another and that other's truth might be completely contradictory to the initial truth, but it doesn't make it any less valid. And if we can start these conversations, like it, with, with hip hop and freestyling in particular, like you can take completely oppositional ideas and literally put them in rhythm with one another or in harmony with, with one another, literally and metaphorically. And these are critical components, discussion, open-mindedness, being willing to receive from others as well as give. Active listening, the best freestylers, and rhymers I think in general, but freestylers in particular are incredible listeners. 
Like if you're pre-planning your shit while someone else is going, then you're not receiving what they're doing and you're missing an opportunity to have a, a discourse and like a back and forth with somebody. And that happens very often in, in, in top tier freestyling. It's, it's playing off of each other, literally going back and forth, having a conversation through rhyme. And you're collaborating even if you don't agree on what you're rhyming about. Right. You are still in a, in, a, in a, it's not zero, right? Like you're, you're already past one and you can't build with nothing, but any even fragment of something can be built upon. And this is a great way to just find yourself in something. And with others who see that same something and will support that and help build that up or challenge you and force you then to find ways to build around it or build it better or re-articulate what you're trying to express. It's amazing. It's amazing that, that well, again, you do this with the work you do. You see this. We see this in freestyle, like I said, particularly. If anyone was to say what you just said, say, hey, I have a way, especially young people can do all of these things that you just said. I have a way. Anyone in their right mind would say, all right, let's incorporate that into everything we do. Well, it's hip-hop, y'all. <laughs> hip-hop is universal. That's it. My man, BS. Uh, David BS Bradshaw, thank you very much for your time. I, uh, I wish you all the best with your endeavors. Please check in again in a, maybe a couple months or so and let me know how, uh, how things are going. I'll be sure you'll have invented something new by then. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me, Manny. This, is, this has been a pleasure. It's always great chopping it up with you, and I would I would love to chop it up again soon. All right, fantastic. Always welcome, man. Let me know if you got anything we need to uh, spread the word about. I got you. Hey, yeah, we got We got to have you pull up to the next props. Yeah, I can do that, man. I'm around. All right, my man. Be well. Yeah, stay healthy, stay safe, and and much love to the family, brother. Right on. Back at you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's smartest hip hop podcast with me, your host and creator and producer and editor and theme song maker, Manny Faces. For more information on this and other episodes, please visit us at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. Make sure you're subscribed to Hip Hop Can Save America on whatever streaming platform or podcast app you use. And be sure to leave us a review either on Apple Podcasts or the Podchaser platform. It's a good place to leave a review for us, podchaser.com. Once again, I'm Manny Faces. You can follow me on Twitter at Manny Faces. You can support this show and the work we do on Patreon at patreon.com slash Manny Faces. For more about me and my work, check out mannyfaces.com or my podcast production company, mannyfacesmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode soon. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, critiques, or praise, email me, manny at hiphopadvocacy.org. This has been a production of the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy, www.hiphopadvocacy.org. Shouts to our associate producer, Summer, and shouts to every one of you listening and showing support. Peace and love. Be back soon. We're out. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> 
Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours. 